going beyond the headlines, getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. You can certainly feel the atmosphere around Calgary changing a bit as Christmas is upon us, but not everyone's feeling great with that extra stress of the season. So we'll talk coping mechanisms on that front, and we'll also get into trying to stay away from gorging at the dinner table this Christmas. We'll start things off, though, with Crossword Day, the perfect way to chill out under the blanket this December. Greetings and salutations, my friends. Happy Friday before Christmas. All through the house. I'm wondering who's stirring. I'm not going to continue. with that. I'm going to leave the poetry to Todd Hirsch from ATB Financial later on this hour. He's got, Twas the night before Christmas, the Alberta economy version. Not a word of a lie. I've read a couple of the lines. You're going to want to nestle in nice and tight, grab a hot cocoa, and listen to the radio for the next hour or so because it's pretty phenomenal. He does, And I didn't realize it. I don't know why, how I missed it, but uh, I guess he was doing that with Angela before as well. So looking forward to having Todd in studio to, uh, to read a little Christmas poetry for us. We'll also get into some of the issues surrounding the holidays. One in particular, holiday stress. How do you deal with it if you're feeling a little over inundated with everything that's going on around you? We'll talk to Kathy Keogh from the Calgary Counseling Center in just a few minutes about that. We will also dive into pacing yourself with food. You've got everything under the sun coming your way in the form of hors d'oeuvres and munchies. And then you get the main meal and you got dessert and you got the booze and you got the hot chocolate and you got everything going on. It's a little much. The body might not be able to handle it, and you might end up with a little extra Christmas weight. So how do you manage to maybe slow that down? We are going to get into that with Natalie C.U. Mitten, a dietitian at the Copeman Healthcare Clinic. So lots to get to. I did want to finish off the Friday free-for-all, though, before we got going fully with uh, talking crosswords. Just wanted to say it's funny today. I, I decided to wear, because uh, I, I like the positivity side of things, is I'm wearing my Montreal Expos hat because I have a hope of one day we're seeing the Expos return to Montreal. And I was having a hope earlier today that we'd be able to turn the Friday free for all into a more positive kind of show going into Christmas. And you guys delivered in spades. So on behalf of Zach and myself, thank you guys so much. And also Patrick as well, because I know he likes taking those phone calls as well uh, for, for sharing those stories, because some of them were really, really uh, great to hear and great to tell. But I wanted to share one other one with you. It has nothing to do with Brussels sprouts. But this one really strikes close to the heart and really shows how generosity really plays a factor here. Uh, Anonymous texter comes in and says, I'm texting because if I called, I would cry. I was one of the lucky ones that was on the receiving end of a Christmas hamper. I was a single mom of three young boys. And without the generosity of the Calgarians that year, my boys would have gone without Christmas gifts. Times have improved tenfold and my boys are all adults now. And I make sure every year and on the half year to give back as was given to me. Yeah. That one left a little bit of a lump in my throat when I listened to or when I read it, because it just goes to show again, Calgarians come out in spades to help their fellow Calgarians this time of year. So uh, bravo to all of you who are doing a little extra something special this Christmas season. Let's change gears for a second and turn to National Crossword Day And I've always found it interesting to 
take a little bit of downtime to have a little bit of fun with this. But Gwen Shogren goes even a step further and creates these things. So we can blame Gwen. Gwen, welcome to the program. Great to be here, Joe. Let's talk about crosswords and designing them. There's got to be an art form involved in it, isn't there? Well, it often depends on whether a crossword has a theme or if it doesn't have a theme. If it doesn't have a theme, you can certainly go to a crossword design software and push a button and the grid will fill with words. And if you don't want to write your own clues, there's usually a database that has pre-written clues. However, this would not be fun. (laughs) Part of the joy of designing the crosswords is writing the clue, and I do a lot of puzzles with themes. So at the front end, there's actually a lot of research, and in my case, a lot of research about all things Canada, because I focus on Canadiana. Mm -hmm. And I have to think of a theme, and then I have to find a grid, and then I have to make my theme words fit into it. And then I push the magic button, and the rest of the letters will come into the grid. And sometimes that happens literally in a millisecond, and other times it takes me hours of switching black squares around and moving words to make it work. So it can be a process for sure, but at the end of the day, the goal is to get a good solvable grid that people will enjoy. It can be a process to build one. It can also be a process, as I find, to actually solve them. And I I wonder, in the world of Google, does that take some of the fun away? And if somebody's looking to do a crossword without using Google, do you have some tips on how to maybe make it a little more of a make it a little easier to solve them? Well, for sure, um, some people have the attitude with crosswords that I'm going to start in the upper left hand corner and I'm going to stay in the upper left hand corner until I get that corner done. If you have a little more flexibility in how you like to solve. One of the suggestions I give is just to scan the list of clues and just fill in any that you absolutely know. Okay. And so then you'll get a whole bunch of little words, you know, words in the grid that you've already got something in there that you can work from. I also often recommend people do what we call the the fill-in-the-blank clue. So that'll be some kind of clue, like it might be Mary, and then there'll be a line beside it, and maybe the answer would be Christmas for that. So I call those fibs, fill-in-the-blanks, and they can often be easier as well. They're often movie titles or phrases or television shows, songs, things like that. I also recommend if you get stuck, because a lot of people get to a certain point in solving and they're like, oh, I can't go any farther. Well, my, my recommendation there is walk away from it. And I can't explain why this happens, but I promise you, if you go back to it later on, you will get things that you didn't get before. And further to that, I often suggest that don't even look at the clues, just look at the letters that you already have in the grid that you've been able to fill in, because to some degree, it's very logical, plus there's a bit of intuition. For example, if you've got an F and you've got a letter beside it, it's probably going to not be a V, it's not going to be an M. You can sort of use process of elimination to figure out what letter would make the the most sense going in there. But I can't understand why the human brain works this way, but I know that if you walk away and take a break and go back to it, you will will proceed. Has the industry changed 
a lot given that with the the internet and in particular I, I look at uh, the, the the crosswords in the newspaper for example and as newspaper subscriptions struggle for example does that put the onus on on crossword creators such as yourself to find new avenues to continue to uh, show off your your piece of art well I'm very fortunate because I've actually done 14 books so wow. that's been my main way of getting my crosswords out I also do crosswords for three other magazines and of course the big thing in the last decade, maybe a bit before that, is you can also do your crosswords on your device, Mm -hmm. on your electronic device. And some people prefer that. Some people like to do it with the pencil on the paper um, or pen if you're really brave. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I don't personally see that because I don't do crosswords for an online audience at this point. But for me, it's like if you find a way that you like to solve them and it works, that's great. Mm -hmm. Gwen Shogren, Canada's queen of the crossword, joining us on National Crossword Day. Gwen, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. This is Calgary Today on 770 CHQR. Switching gears again, and we are talking holidays. We're going to continue with this theme through the next uh, couple of days here as we go into Christmas. Yes, we will have a Calgary Today uh, on Monday as well, and then we'll be off Tuesday, Wednesday, and back Thursday, Friday. One of the things that always comes up this time of year, and I've seen a few tweets already about it and a few texts about it, is holy is it stressful this time of year. And it can be even in the best of times because you've got family, you've got all these expectations. Well, how do you temper those expectations? Kathy Keogh is the Director of Counseling Initiatives at the Calgary Counseling Center, and she's got a few more of those tips for us today. Kathy, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you. When it comes to the holiday season, obviously there is a lot of stress that comes with it. How do you manage that? So when it comes to the holiday season, the first experience that most people have is there's too much of many, many good things. And often their ideas about how they're going to do that are unrealistic. So one of the very first things is to make a plan before you start going into full swing. And that first things to talk about are eating, drinking, and spending too much because that's, those are things that can have a legacy and can last for months. Um, the other thing is too much togetherness or not enough. If you're a person that feels lonely or isolated, you got to have plans that you can put into action before you're actually in the situations. How much of it is self-awareness? And I mean that in a way of if you know that you're an introvert and you're being surrounded by a bunch of people that isn't really in your comfort zone, is finding those opportunities to dial it back and get back to your kind of happy place. Uh, I completely agree with that. And we all have limitations. Um, It's knowing what our limitations are and being able to, again, have a plan that you can assert when you need it and to understand that you have a right to those limitations and you'll do better when you do that and your family will do better as well because they got to be around you. Uh, Talk a little bit about that planning process and as soon as somebody says planning, I think a lot of people go, oh, I don't want to do a plan or budgeting. We talked about that yesterday. I, I know it sounds kind of arduous, but it can be pretty simple, can't it? It can be very simple, and one of the very first things when you start looking at your plan is where are you going to take your shortcuts, and that's what gets people into some stressful situations is they're all trying to do it, and they're trying to do it perfectly, and it's going to take away from their experience of pleasure or joy. So where can you take 
shortcuts? Where can you, you know, what does that look like in terms of if you're providing a meal in terms of how you're going to bake or how you're going to cook or can you get people to do a potluck? Um, but you need to be able to think ahead a little bit so you can give people notice so they understand how they can also support you and engage with you in the process. There's That's got to be something too when you talk about that, you know, even delegating and that kind of thing is it does get stressful and if you pile too much on, you're bound to fail anyways. Right, and mostly we take other people down with us as well because we're often searching for perfectionism. And you can't really, I mean, part of that, you can't really stop being a perfectionist, but you can start looking at some shortcuts and some corners that can help others also have have enjoyable times with you. Mm -hmm. And in that uh, aim for perfection, I suppose, is that it's almost a, a fear of someone else's opinion. How do you get yourself away from that? Uh, idea that you're being judged. So yeah, uh, the, the most successful strategy is to unhook from it and to realize that that's likely going to happen whenever we're in party atmospheres. It'll happen one way or the other and often with our families. And we had to unhook from it because if we sort of give power over us in terms of truth or credibility, um, we're giving up our own. And it, I would, again, suggest people have an idea. Most of us know what the patterns are. We, we, we're aware of what those experiences, where they could lead. And just a little bit of time, uh, either processing it with yourself or with someone else, about how can I respectfully and with a lot of generosity not get hooked into those old things around judgment, criticism, embarrassment. And sometimes the easiest thing is just to take a quick step back and take a deep breath, and sometimes that can be all you need. It could, it can, and that could be just going to the, you know, going to another room. It could be going for a walk. It could be just quietly sitting there and being more conscious of breathing. Breathing is an excellent exercise. Mm, strategy is all the name of the game, I think, when it comes to this time of year. Kathy, I appreciate the time today. No problem. Kathy Keo is the Director of Counseling Initiatives at the Calgary Counseling Centre. We'll continue the Christmas discussion over the next little while here on Calgary Today, the 770 CHQR. So much food, so little time. Natalie C.U. Mitten is a dietitian here in Calgary. She joins us now to figure out how to pace yourself with everything going around. Natalie, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks for having me. I know a lot of people at this time of year look at all the food because there's probably appies and then there's the main course and then you've got dessert and you've got, oh, there's booze over there. And all of a sudden it's, <laughs> uh, it's, it's overload, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's such an important topic to cover this time of the year um, as a reminder for people to try to be mindful at those events because of what we call weight creep. What is um, that? <laughs> so weight creep is that it's that slight weight gain that we see year after year that often ends up never getting fully lost. And most of it actually comes on this time of the year. It's probably not enough to ration yourself for the f week before Christmas just so you can indulge either, is it? Yeah, that wouldn't be a very mindful approach. Not, not a very healthy relationship with food that way. What, uh, what happens in that case? Is it just the fluctuations or sort of what happens to the body when you, when you go through those ebbs and flows like that? If you were to try to you know, make good on, on that lack of food for a week by overindulging mm -hmm. come Christmas. 
Yeah, I, so mentally and physically, your body actually wants to fight back against that. So mentally, the more we tell ourselves uh, no um, and that we can't have this and we can't have that, the more we're going to want to have it when it's available. So our mind wants to lash out <laughs> once that food is available. And biologically, your body wants to also... Um, fight back and it's going to increase those hunger hormones and you're going to crave things more um, when you're holding back, when you're restricting. So how do you make sure that you are pacing yourself? Yeah, so um, my, my big, things that I, big thing that I like to educate uh, with my clients is that, you know, one or two meals, so for example, Christmas dinner and Christmas Eve, you know, two higher calorie meals is not what is going to cause weight gain. Your body has ways of, you know, sort of compensating for that. Um, it's that consistent and frequent higher intake over a, an extended period of time that causes the weight gain. So it's all of those other extras outside of actual Christmas dinner um, that's causing the weight gain. So it's coming from things like those, the, the calorie-laden beverages. It's Yes, it's the alcoholic beverages, but it's also, you know, there's the mulled wine, there's the apple ciders, there's the eggnog and the eggnog lattes. You know, a lot of these specialty drinks over the holidays um, tend to have 200 to 500 extra calories per serving and that's that can add up very quickly um, it's the appetizers as well mm-hmm. a lot of people go into an event and they, they actually consume a meal's worth of calories just through appetizers and then they don't hold back they don't hold back for the actual meal uh, let alone dessert and so they're basically having two meals in a very short period of time Right. Um, and then there's all the goodies that come in, whether it's, you know, you're, you're doing your holiday baking and you sneak in a cookie here and there. Um, and then the goodies that come in from really well-meaning people uh, into the office. Um, but, you know, that can be on a daily basis. And, and so it's all of these extra things that actually add up um, and cause the weight gain this time of the year. It's not that we're trying to say don't do it, but there's got to be, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction in a sense, right? Yes, exactly. So the number one thing that I like to tell my clients is to, first of all, budget your calories for the season. So most people know what kind of parties and events that they're going to be attending for the season and more or less what to expect at those events. So, you know, again, a couple of days of overeating is just fine. That's not what's going to tip the scale. Um, But when we start stacking up these events of overeating, that's when we're going to see the significant weight gain. So look at the bigger picture and try to choose the events that mean the most to you. And what I want you to do is actually go ahead and enjoy those events, savor the food, savor every bite and every moment of it, um, and do the same for desserts and treats as well. Really be selective about when, what, and how much goodies you want to have and and try to savor it and not wolf it down sort of mindlessly. Um, But outside of those special moments, those extra things, that's where you want to you might want to try, you know, some of the following strategies. So, for example, those calorie-laden beverages, you know, um, when you arrive in a, at an event, make sure that you come hydrated um, and try to stay hydrated throughout the event by sipping on water and sparkling water um, between alcoholic beverages. Um, maybe try a strategy of starting um, um, the alcoholic beverages later on in the evening than you normally would to really 
shorten the period of time that you can take in, like drink in those calories. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also, you know, this trend towards low ABV or alcohol by volume cocktails that you can find in a lot of, you know, fancy menus now, uh, as well as cocktails that contain non-alcoholic spirits like seed lip. That's, um, so go for things like that if it's offered. Um, other sort of trendy lower calorie or no calorie um, mixers and cocktails could be things like um, flavored teas and naturally flavored sparkling water like La Croix um, and even the low calorie um, you know, kombucha, uh, which is being mixed in with alcohol these days. There are options. You have to maybe just be creative, either create it yourself or, or look for those um, options. Yeah. And I think the other thing too is, especially given that it's pretty nice outside given it's you know the end of December uh, is maybe mix in a walk here and there or go outside for a while to uh, maybe work off some of those calories that you might oh. be ind- indulging in. I absolutely agree. Uh, one of my, my you know favorite tips is you know if you can't um, stick to your regular activity regime um, after uh, a big eating event, a heavy meal, maybe be the one to suggest some kind of family activity, you know, a nice walk around the neighborhood to check out the Christmas lights or a friendly, you know, hockey game or skate even. Um, and my favorite would be, you know, uh, a dance party with the kids after dinner. <laughs> so, you know, you still get to enjoy that quality time together, but in an active way. And we also know that, you know, activity after meal helps to lower blood, that blood sugar response as well as triglycerides. So it can actually help to mitigate um, some of that overeating. Indulge, but safely is the main message, I think, here. Because yes. you don't want to be having to put out those uh, New Year's resolutions a little bit earlier on in the in the uh, the winter here. So uh, yeah. some great tips there for sure. Uh, thank you again so much for the time this afternoon. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening to the Calgary Today podcast. You can find it on iTunes, Google Play, and tune in. When you do, don't forget to write the show and leave a comment. Until next time, my friends.